Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. What's next for the federal employee shot mandate? We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, this is important for us to talk about, Matt, because once this court made this decision, we had a lot of concerned people reach out and ask that same question. What's next? Yeah, what's going on? How does this affect me? There's a lot of federal employees that are under this federal employee mandate, and there was a Texas judge that ruled that it exceeded Biden's uh, executive authority to mandate this shot on all federal employees and blocked that mandate that went to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that governs the state of Texas and other areas of that part of the country. And in a two-to-one decision with a strong dissent, two of the three judges voted to overturn that injunction by the lower federal in, uh, judge. And so that mandate is now back in effect. It covers about 3.5 or more million federal workers uh, that are required under that mandate to undergo the COVID shot. And it has no option regarding regular testing. Instead, they must get the shot or be terminated unless they have an approved medical or religious exemption. Yeah, we had a, an organization called Feds for Medical Freedom, and that organization represents more than 700 Border Patrol agents, pilots, diplomats, firefighters, contractors, and others. And they filed a lawsuit against this uh, mandate with the Biden administration in December of 2021. Yeah, they sought a preliminary injunction. A federal judge in Texas granted it in January of uh, this year, and then it went up to the Court of Appeals, and it's two to one. So there's a couple of different uh, options here. Number one, uh, they always have the option of asking for the full court, just not three, but the entire panel of Court of Appeals judges to review the case called an in banc review. Mm -hmm. Because it's so important, I think they have a high likelihood of success to possibly get an in banc review. And then in addition to that, depending upon what that happens, what, what comes out of that particular decision, whether they get the decision or not, um, or the hearing or not. After that, if they don't like the ruling, then they can ask the United States Supreme Court to get involved and intervene as well. So they have some other options. Uh, in the meantime, what the Court of Appeals judge said, or the two judges, is that they overturned the lower court decision not because of the merits. They didn't uphold it because it's lawful. They ended up ruling that the lower court did not have jurisdiction to review the case. Why? Because they said that the parties failed to exhaust administrative remedies because they did not raise their claims first through the Civil Service Reform Act of 1978. Federal workers facing adverse actions, the court said, may appeal to an entity called the Merit System Protection Board, which decides whether the worker was properly disciplined. If the worker prevails, the board can order any agency to reinstate the worker or undertake other measures. The Court of Appeals noted that federal employees can also appeal any adverse decision 
to the District of Columbia Court of Appeals. What, you, what is your perspective of that ruling? What do you think? Well, you know, the lower court didn't seem to think that that was uh, necessary, and certainly the dissenter didn't seem to think it was necessary. But um, I, I think that certainly one of the things that's very clear is that the Religious Freedom Restoration Act does not require the exhaustion of any administrative remedies. So what we have is um, First Amendment, and we have free exercise of religion under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Since these are federal employees, the federal employees are protected by both the First Amendment free exercise clause and the federal RFRA. Neither one of those require that you exhaust administrative remedies. There have been arguments in the past that you had to exhaust administrative remedies to bring a constitutional claim. And those arguments have been routinely rejected because otherwise what would happen is your constitutional rights would be dependent upon some bureaucratic, administrative, bulky, lengthy process, and you would never perhaps get the proper redress in the administrative boards, the reviewing agencies, entities. They're not equipped to handle these constitutional issues. So from a First Amendment standpoint, which applies to federal employees, and from a federal RIFRA, you can go directly into court, any court. You don't have to go to the District of Columbia Court of Appeals. You don't have to go to the civil service um, provision with regards to the Merit System Protection Board. You can go directly in court. Our case that involves federal employees that we filed in Florida includes both the First Amendment for exercise clause and the federal RIFRA. So we would not be affected by that particular decision out of the Court of Appeals from Texas. Right, because I have the constitutional right to say the government does not have the right to tell me what to put in my body. Right. And, Bottom line. And no federal entity can interfere with that right. by putting a bureaucratic administrative process. Because these bureaucratic administrative processes, they can take a long time. You can't raise constitutional questions there. It's just more of a fact issue with regards to perhaps some other areas of law. Um, they could not have the authority to rule that something was unconstitutional. So, for example, they couldn't rule that the Biden administration acted in an unconstitutional way when they issued the mandate. It's not part of their authority. So you never even can raise those kinds of significant constitutional or federal issues. Now, this case is a different one. So they raised other issues. But don't get discouraged because the case is far from over, even that case, because they can, as I mentioned, ask for the full court to review it. They can ask the United States Supreme Court to review it. That's number one. Number two, uh, there are other cases like our case that raise the First Amendment and also the federal RIFRA. And then finally, number three, the actual mandate itself uh, regarding the federal employees does say that individuals have the option of a medical or a religious exemption. So if you have a medical reason not to take the COVID shots, you can certainly present that. Alternatively, if you have a religious-based reason not to take the shots, for example, that these shots, all of them, the Moderna, the Johnson & Johnson, the Pfizer, they're all using aborted fetal cell in the testing or development phase, you can object. You can also have the broader objection. In addition to the aborted fetal cells, you can also have the broader objection that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you don't want to defile it. 
uh, by injecting something into your body that is harmful or unnatural, however it is that that plays out in your religious-based belief. And so we have a website, lc.org forward slash exempt, lc.org forward slash exempt, and you can go there to learn more about how to file a religious exemption request. And I encourage you, if you haven't already done so, to do so. Whether you're a federal employee or, or not, uh, if you're facing one of these mandates. So with regards to the federal employees, it's certainly not over, and you certainly still have the right for the religious accommodation. And I would encourage people right. to exercise those rights. And, you know, I'm sure this is for another discussion, another day, but it really is shocking to me that these courts are falling for these this agenda, you know, like this. But as you said, the fight is not over. The case is not over. And we have the tools there on our website. We're praying. We're helping people by the thousands every week. So don't give up and don't say that this is the end. Keep fighting. No, keep on fighting. I think these are abusive, unconstitutional, unlawful mandates. They make no sense whatsoever, especially the more data that comes out that we're on the opposite side or the downside, the backside, if you will, of the Omicron variant. In fact, I just looked at a chart the other day that the military has put out, the military now, um, in the Marines particularly, they're no longer isolating people that are COVID positive from people who are not COVID positive. They used to have quarantine and isolation separate. Now they're putting the COVID positive in the same barracks as those that do not have COVID. They're just putting them in a back part of the barracks. And the reason they put out the chart, because they looked at the alpha, the delta, and the Omicron variants, and you continually have a decrease of infections and adverse illnesses from that. So with that happening, with the fact that it's neither safe, as we now know, nor is it effective in preventing transmission, and that we're on the downside of the Omicron, there's a bigger agenda out there. And it's an agenda to, I think, cleanse the various workplaces, and I think this is clearly coming from the Biden administration, sure. whether it's federal employees or contractors or military. Particularly of those people employees of faith. Of faith right? Yeah, people yeah. of faith. So hang in there. It's not over by any means. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org, and lc.org forward slash exempt. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776, lc.org.